재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Time now for a weekly feature we call TOS on TBS. The TOS stands for Time Out Soul. It's a magazine you can find all around town full of ideas for spending your free time creatively. And one of the editors of that magazine is with me as usual. Her name is Hannah Yoon. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Kurt. All right, so uh, we just got over Valentine's Day, which in <laughs> theory is a day for women to buy mm-hmm. stuff for men. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't buy stuff for your women on Valentine's Day, you're, you're in big trouble. This day is more uniquely one-directional right. in terms of gender, right? Well, I mean, I think that's how things are traditionally. But, you know, honestly, I don't know anyone who really celebrates White Day. Do you? Yeah. White Day is what we're talking about. White Day, eh, um... <clears throat> Yeah, I, I do, actually. Oh, you do? Uh, and uh-huh. it's marketed like crazy. So mm-hmm. so I think uh, so, certainly younger people, younger uh-huh. sort of puppy love couples right. definitely do it. Um, but I don't know. My, my boyfriend didn't even know it, <laughs> that was a white day. Really? Yeah, until and, I told him about it yesterday. <laughs> and if he did not, uh, when specifically does White Day come up? Uh, it's on March 14th. March 14th. Right, so it's a m- month after Valentine's Day. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like, I, I don't really care. I'd be angrier if he forgot, like, International Women's Day, right, which just happened, by the way. So Okay. Yeah. Did he forget it? Oh, no, no, no. Of course he didn't forget International <laughs> Women's Day. All right. Then he would be in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, okay, so here we are coming up on a white day, exactly mm-hmm. one month after Valentine's Day. In Korea, depending on who you are, it can be a big deal, right? What, what are you supposed to do? What's the, the, the right way to play white day by the, by the rules? I, I think it's very much like Valentine's Day, except, you know, like, the thing with being a couple and being a couple maybe in Seoul is... You know, once you've gone to the nice Italian restaurant and gone to the movie and gone to Chungkatan and got up Namtan Tower, you kind of feel like you don't have that many things to do anymore. Uh huh. I mean, do you feel like that? Well, kinda. Yeah. There's there's sort of the obvious list of right. romantic stuff to right. do. You can take that walk uh, right next to Doksugong. You know that. Um, and then break up because that that road. You know, is it's the breakup road. It's so funny. I I heard that that was the breakup road. <laughs> and who was I talking to? I was talking to our Project uh-huh. Soul professor. Uh-huh. And I said, "That's the rumor is that you're going to break up if uh-huh. you do that." Uh-huh. And he said, "No, I, I walked there with my wife and we stayed <laughs> together for thirty years." You know, um, but yeah, I knew that 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 people thought that was the breakup road. I will not walk on that. I'm just going to play. You know, <laughs> play it safe. <laughs> Play it safe. Um, yeah, uh, I guess there's always the dinner and red wine right. kind of thing. Uh, you got to get a little creative, and that's what you've done for us this week. You right. Give us some ideas. These are things that you might not typically have done before, and honestly, you don't have to do them exclusively for White Day. You don't have to do them exclusively, quote unquote, for women. You don't. Um, you don't even have to do it with a woman. You don't partner. have to do it but, uh, on White Day. Yeah. Right. If you guys, if you miss White Day, uh, maybe a good escape will be to say. Every day is white day. That's why I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. It doesn't work <laughs> yeah? like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's not like, you know, every day is your birthday. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but, you know, these are some activities I think are quite interesting. And for once, they are activities that I also would like to partake in. Okay. Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're listening. <laughs> um, so the first is I slightly mentioned it before. 
Uh, which are star observatories, right? Like observatories to watch stars in or yeah. near Seoul. Yeah, mm-hmm. you referred to this as a semi-nerdy thing to do, but uh, I think it's um, I think it's a cool thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a cool thing to do as well. And uh, this month it seems to be the month to do it because there's Earth Hour coming up. Okay. Right? Do you know Earth Hour? Yeah, Earth Hour. Uh, don't you have to like uh, power down your lights or something like right, that? Right, for one hour, and that's taking place at 8.30 p.m. on March 19th. Okay. Uh, there's also a prenumeral lunar eclipse happening on March 23rd, right? All right. Um, but it seems like I thought lunar eclipses were very rare, but I don't know why it seems like they happen so often. Maybe it's just me, and I'm reading too much <laughs> yeah. about these things. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't pay too much attention. Usually they happen mm-hmm. while I'm asleep, so um, I, I don't see too many of them. But, you know, I do, um, not that I saw many stores living in New York, but I do occasionally miss, like, being able to look out the window and seeing, like, a bed of stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't we see that so much here? Is it because of the light pollution or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the pollution and sometimes the fog, you know. Yeah. Um, but I remember, uh, you know, Koreans sometimes talk about this concept of healing, like looking at something and feeling uh, a lot better. Sure. Uh, and I remember feeling like that after looking at a lot of stars, especially when I was traveling in Europe and yeah. you could look up at the sky. Or, you know, in the middle of China, I went to the middle of China at one point and uh, there's no light pollution whatsoever. Oh. It's perfectly pitch dark uh-huh. and the sky is just, you see more stars than you ever thought were up there. Wow. And that puts things in perspective mm-hmm. when you realize that each of those things is like, you know, two million light years away <laughs> and, um, you know, probably 10 times the size of your sun. Right. It makes the world really feel like the galaxy feel like a much bigger place. And I think um, to do that with a romantic partner does seem like something nice to do on White Day. And there's plenty of plenty to talk about, if, especially if you know your constellations and stuff. So there are a number of observatories that you can go to, right? Right. Um, the first one is one I mentioned before, which is the Tonga Science Observatory. Um, and this one, yeah, I want to note that most of the programs are in Korean, mm. so you'll have to grab a Korean friend okay. to do them. Or, you know, you you might want to brush up on your Korean and on maybe... your astronomical Korean. Right, yeah. right. Okay. I'm sure they would all be very nice, um, even if you don't speak Korean, like you can go enjoy the programs okay. in, um, without knowing the language. Uh, but yeah, the Tonga Science Observatory is located in Yongsan, right? Oh, so close. I didn't mm-hmm. realize. And this is the one I mentioned before. They have bi-monthly events uh, for couples where they explain the constellations to you and they give you these blankets and they sort of have a romantic event on the rooftop of their observatory with telescopes and such. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of Yongsan, this always amazes me, you can still, there's not too much interference from light that you can actually see stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it's not always visible. Mm. Like, I'm sure, but they they have a calendar of events, so I'm sure they schedule that so that you can see, you can go on a day when there is the most visibility. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So um, that's just one of many observatories that you right. can find. There's also the Seoul Metropolitan Observatory at Kangjin Youth Center. So mm. this is a little bit away from Central. Um, but they have a 600-meter telescope, and they have an indoor and obso- outdoor observatory as well as a planetarium, right? Interesting. Um, so that one is in Gwangjin-gu, right? But this is pretty cheap, like 4,001. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Seoul Science Park. They have a star observatory there. Uh, this is actually located on the Seoul... 
National University campus. Okay. And they're known for like a lot of hands-on exhibitions, activities for children. But you have to call in advance, and you can see um, you can see the observatory if you do that. Uh, I've hung out on the SNU campus a little bit more than I would like to admit because <laughs> I have a lot of exchange student friends. Okay. And even though it is part of Seoul, it actually really feels like you're in the suburb. At least it did for yeah, me. Yeah, it is a little far. And there's a mountain right next to it. Isn't right. that uh, Guanaxan right next yeah, to that? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it feels a lot more part of nature. And actually, I remember walking around in that campus and... Even from that campus, the stars being a little bit more visible than, like, from my office in Ito. Sure. Of course it would be, yeah. And you mentioned activities for children. I think all of these sound like a real good sort of teaching opportunity for, you know, to bring the kids along to. Right. Um, You know, like, I I have been on dates where guys can tell me the constellations and the stories behind them. And I have to say that that really enhances the experience. So if you want to... Uh, teach your children early. <laughs> Memorize your constellations. Uh-huh. Women like it. Um, well, I, maybe men like women. Hannah likes it. <laughs> uh, men might like it, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I would be quite impressed mm-hmm. if, uh, oh, uh, you know, my, my date were to explain all the constellations to me. Yeah, I, I, I should learn how to do that. All right. Um, there's the Doan Google Soul Observatory, right? Uh, so... This one is pretty much open on the weekends only, but they're free. And, you know, the one is also a little bit away from Central Seoul. And you can um, you can see a lot more stars from there as well. And, you know, it being free is a major bonus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That is in, uh, free all week or? Uh, free Friday, Saturday, Sunday at 2 p.m. Okay. Uh-huh. And you can enter for free and you can make a reservation ahead of time as well. Except I would, oh, 2 p.m., you'd have to wait a few hours right, until. Right, right. Well, I mean, you go through a program where you uh, uh, learn Just like an indoor museum and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's also the Changnisan Star Observatory, which is only 40 minutes away from Seoul. So this is one that I've actually um, <laughs> thought of visiting many times. Uh, they actually have done some calculations and they say that you can see a thousand times more stars here than you can in the city, right? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. I, I wonder how many stars you can actually see in Seoul. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw stars in Seoul. You know, I, I, I stars, no. You get some really nice moons that, you know, mm, the moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and occasionally when a planet is uh, hovering into view, you can see that pretty well. But generally, I don't consider the city of Seoul as a, a place to stargaze just because there's so much light, you know? Mm. Um, well, this one is in Yangpyeong, so you can make a little day trip out of it. Or if you're already in the Yangpyeong area, that okay. might be something to check out. Um, there's also the Yongwar Permaru Observatory, hmm. and this is the biggest observatory, lo- largest astronomical observatory in Korea. Well. So it has the nation's largest telescope, which is 80 centimeters in diameter, right? And um, a few people have gone here, and they've told me it's really great. It's located on the mountain of Pungnesan. Um, so it's away from all the pollution yep. of um, Seoul city life. At that least. sounds like a good. And the telescope, is that like projected on a screen so people can look at the output of the telescope? Or are people allowed to look through the telescope? You're somehow? allowed to look through the telescope. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Um, okay, and the next activity I think is actually quite interesting. I've never done it myself, but I've read a lot of novels in which this takes place, uh, which is horseback riding. Horseback riding, that mm-hmm. sounds cool. Have you ever been horseback riding? I used to when I was a lot younger. Uh, oh, really? Summer camp, we used to do uh, uh-huh. a lot with horses, you know, learn, learn to take care of the horses uh-huh. and clean their hooves and brush them down and stuff. And then, of course, we'd ride them a little bit around. Uh-huh. But I've never done like uh, real serious horseback riding, you know, uh-huh. where you, uh, the guy kind of guides the horse in a circle and you break into a trot and a gallop mm-hmm. and all that stuff um well you know i've i have this like i have a lot of weird paranoia, and one of them <laughs> is like what if i sit on this horse and the horse dies because it can't handle my weight <laughs> oh god uh, I, I, horses you know they used to carry you know genghis khan they can carry hanayun you know <laughs> But I'm just afraid. And this horse, like, of course, it looks big, but, like, I don't know. Like, and imagine I did that to the horse. I know it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, <laughs> so you're I feel afraid like, of breaking the horse's back. I feel back like, and, yeah, I have to lose, uh, like, 50 pounds before being I think you're. Ride. I think you're okay. I think the horse will be, you know... Fine. Even a pony would, would <laughs> be fine with you. I don't think you have to worry about that. This actually happened in Jeju, where my entire family went horseback riding, but I just could not do that to the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's an interesting. I'll I'll put that in my file of Hanayun singularities. Uh, but uh, it, it is a fun thing to ride horses, and mm. uh, it's there's there is a certain romance about it. Right. 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 Um, especially if I, I don't know if the man can demonstrate to his 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 woman date that you know hey I can handle this horse and this horse oh. follows me. I don't know. Is that too too um, <laughs> something too too sexist or something? No. Yeah. Uh, I well by my standards, yes. Really. Um, but you know I think it's nice to you know ride together, just yeah. like it is nice to enjoy a lot of athletic activities together okay um and you know like i have this very novel gene austin novel image of riding horses together with leather Mr. boots and, yeah. uh, and and straps and mm-hmm. yeah the full equestrian outfit basically right um and actually my um assistant she who who wrote this particular article on uh, horseback riding for our magazine. She actually has been horseback riding a few times, like growing up in Korea. Mm. So she um, had very special interest for this one. So the first place that we're going to talk about is the Royal Saddle Equestrian Club, which is located in in Ilsan, right, which is a pretty short ride from Seoul. Pretty Um, close, right? mm -hmm. How how long in... uh uh, it's only car. about 30 minutes away. All right, that's pretty good. Um, so it has a very picturesque European-style riding grounds with soft sandstone sandstone floors. Hmm. And uh, there's a coach team that uh, led the Asian Games and um, other professionals turned instructors there. And actually, this is the particular uh, equestrian club which was featured in uh, size Gangnam's Gangnam-style music video. Oh, uh, really? So uh, this is the stables that he dances through uh he does kind of a horse dance himself. Well, okay, I'll 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 mention another weird thing about me, which is I've never seen that music video. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I have this thing where like if everyone's watching it, I just can't watch it. It is an awesome video. I mean, it's uh it's something that I, you know. I've actually never seen a sign music video. Gangnam Style's worth watching. You know? And I just like now that I've like stuck it through this um this whole thing and not watched it i just want to there continue are, not watching it you know there are 
Bushmen <laughs> on the African plain that have seen, you know, size uh, Gangnam style by now, and you know, uh, <laughs> Brazilian Amazon tribes that have Harry all seen Potter, Gangnam style. And I won't, um, I won't watch Gangnam style, and I can't ride horses. All right, so. maybe yeah. you should. You should watch Gangnam style at least once. Um, now it's countercultural to do it because everybody <laughs> has seen it and they don't want to see it. They're all kind of sick of it, frankly. Now uh, it would be point. countercultural for you mm-hmm. to watch it. So uh, more equestrian clubs. There's a Pundang Equestrian Club, and I think a lot of things are happening in Pundang. So while you're there, um, this might be another thing to do. They boast a stable full of horses with glistening coats. Mm. Um, they apparently take very good care of their horses, which is, you know, something I would stress a lot um, because, uh, you know, obviously I care about their health. Of course. Not wanting to, you know, ride them. Um, and ex- experienced riders can take advantage of the large outdoor obstacle course that they have. Um which, you know, that seems really cool to be able to do that, right? Um, I watched a lot of Gone with the Wind, so I have a lot of fear about this particular portion, but okay. not that I would do that. And beginners can train in the smaller riding grounds. Um, and apparently you can just, and this might be something for me, you can just sit in the office and admire all the horse riders as well. Horseback riders as <laughs> just well. Just sit down and uh, passively take in the experience. Maybe they serve wine and I can, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, Go horseback riding watching with Hanayun. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, they do offer lessons as well. One lesson is 45 minutes, and you can um, either purchase these writing coupons in a set of 10 or do lesson one by one. Mm. Right? So this is in Pundang. It's in Yongin, Gyeonggi-do. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the Singal Equestrian Club. So this was opened in 1995, and it's supposed to be the oldest in Korea, which gives you an idea of how actually recent this history is. Hmm. Um so, you know, it's not as modern as others. Okay. But to me, I think that would have more of a romantic yeah, feel to it. Yeah, kind of rustic seeming, um, yeah. I've looked through the pictures for all these places, and they look really cool, especially the outfits. The, the equestrian right. gear. Um, they have a large and medium outdoor riding grounds, as well as an indoor grounds for, you know, winter weather. But now that it's... Uh, now that it's pretty spring outside, I would imagine this is like the perfect season to go horseback riding. Still just a teeny bit too cold for my okay. taste, but uh-huh. uh, another couple of weeks I think will we'll be in the target zone for me. But I, I guess uh, you appreciate more crisp weather if you're going to go out and ride a horse. Right. Well, especially with the outfit that sure. I'm imagining. Sure. Yeah, right? I guess it's like a leather outfit, right? So it's, <laughs> uh, it probably keeps you warm. Uh, there are about 70 horses in the stables and six experienced coaches. The club also organizes outdoor riding trips to local beaches and even to Mongolia every once in a while. Oh, wow. Um, so you can apply for those on their website. Um, apparently a lot of these horses have been featured in Korean historical dramas. Uh, so lessons are 50 minutes long and you can check out those um, trips on marta.co.kr. As a general rule, uh, at these various clubs, are um, the lessons expensive or modest price? Yeah, they're, they're quite expensive. I think it's a little bit cheaper if you buy in bulk, bulk yeah. right? Um, so to give you an estimate, they're probably at minimum around like 500,000 won for 10 classes. So that breaks it down to 50 a class. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I have very little idea of how it is, like, let's say, in the States. Yeah. Because I remember at some point in New York Central Park, you could do them for very cheap. I think it, yeah. Uh, and it, I think it does depend where you are, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, it'll vary from place to place. All right, we got a couple of more equestrian clubs here, um, but I, I want to get on to um, something other than equestrian. Do you have uh, non-horse riding uh, ideas? <laughs> yes, uh, there is a venue. I. Um, you can check out this venue on our timeout site. But here at this venue, you can do a dining in the dark concept. Ah. Have you heard about this? I've heard about, um, yeah, there's, there's this other thing in the dark where you're supposed to, you know, walk around and right. appreciate what it's like to not have your sight. Uh, dialogue in the dark. Dialogue in the dark. Right. That's right. And that's actually an international thing. And I've, I've actually been wanting to write about dialogue in the dark for a long time. Mm. But uh, they don't offer a program in English here, so on you can do it, but only in Korean in um, Korea. So this is you go have dinner in the pitch darkness, right? And you get a you try to you know guess what the food is because they you can order a chef surprise. Okay. And um, you know obviously you grab at the food while there's a server with you in night vision glasses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this might be a very interesting date thing to do because you have to turn off your phone the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wondered it, it, it completely pitch dark, uh, and you must tune into all the sounds and things like that. Right. That would be kind of a fascinating thing to do. <laughs> These are some cool white day or just general date options. Hana, once again, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, thank you for having me. Okay, and that'll bring TOS on TBS as well as today's edition of Koreascape to a close. We are produced by Christina Saw with associate production by Jamie Lee. GP Wen is our writer. I'm Kurt Asian. Tune in again tomorrow at 9 a.m. Sarah Futterman and Ryan Miyamoto will be dropping by to tell us about their new documentary, Twinsters. It's about twin Korean adoptees reuniting for the first time since birth as 20-something women who have lived in completely different countries all their life. While we're in this travel mode and uh, <laughs> thinking about stargazing from Hannah's segment, this is a little song to go out on. This is Yoheng Sketchy with Pyoli Chindane. Stars are falling down. <laughs>